0: I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, August 23rd, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance and tech, all in less than seven minutes.
1: Okay, so Jay, Angus redid did a survey, and they found that 80% of Canadians have reduced their spending over the past two months amidst financial stresses and inflationary pressures. I've got to ask, Jay, have you reduced your spending in these two months as well?
0: I <laughs> mean, it sounds weird to say because I'm on vacation, but... Yes, I think you almost have to, especially right now at the grocery store it's expensive. So you really got to look twice at what you're buying, because sometimes you get to the check and like, how is that 30% more than it was a year ago?
1: Totally. I've like, you know, I just been on cruise control with spending, not that I've been spending excessively, obviously within my means, but I haven't paid a lot of attention to it over the past few years, especially during the pandemic where it's like you were at home most of the time and there wasn't a ton of discretionary spending being done. But now that you can start seeing inflation actually creep into the stuff that you buy on a daily basis, whether it's, food or groceries or whatever it is, yeah, I'm starting to pay more attention. It's, and it's 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 interesting to see, I have to say. It sounds like you might've been part of the Angus Reid survey. I, I was not part of the Angus Reid survey. However, if asked, I will serve, Jay, and I will answer the survey. <laughs> so Angus Reid, if you need someone to, to jump in, just let me know, give me a call.
0: Oh, you're such a humanitarian. Brett, aside from your spending <laughs> over the past two months, what do we have for Peak Pals today?
1: For our first story, the German chancellor is in Canada. For our second story, there's a blockbuster book merger happening. And for our last story, well, who's responsible for autonomous cars that get into accidents? Jay, I'll tell you this. It's not me. Yeah, of course it's not you. You're a great driver. You just got your license. Thank you. Thank you.
0: For our first story, Germany's Chancellor Olaf Scholz has touched down in Canada and is ready to make an energy deal that absolutely, positively does not include Russia. Brett, how is the Chancellor's Canadian trip going so far?
1: So he just got here, and so we'll have to see how it goes by the end. He's got a ton planned, but the first item on the agenda is obviously. The energy crisis that's happening in Germany right now. See, no country has been hit harder by the Russian induced energy shortage than Germany. Canada's contributions may not be immediate, but it certainly can play a role in helping Germany achieve energy security along with its net zero emission goals.
0: Germany has exceeded its gas storage targets as part of its emergency plan to avoid a gas crisis this winter, but there are renewed fears over Russia cutting off gas entirely. As the pipeline connecting the two countries undergoes yet another round of maintenance,
1: but today Scholz and Trudeau will fly to Newfoundland to sign an agreement to produce hydrogen fuel in Canada for export to Germany, giving them a supply of potentially renewable energy from a trusted ally.
0: Now, in other news, Mr. Scholz separately announced that Volkswagen and Mercedes, two of Germany's major auto giants, are signing agreements with the Canadian government to cooperate on supply chains for electric vehicles. This, according to the Global Mail.
1: Scholz met with government officials to discuss potential partnerships in the critical minerals and automotive sectors toward a federally funded AI incubator in Montreal, held a press conference discussing liquid natural gas terminals, and went to dinner in Toronto. That is a busy agenda, Jay. That's like you on a weekend
0: that's yes, just like me, especially the dinner in Toronto. But German automakers Volkswagen and Mercedes-Benz are also expected to sign a deal with Canada to secure access to raw materials for EV battery production.
1: So all in all, a pretty busy trip so far for the chancellor, but we'll have to see what else he gets up to. It kind of sounds fun. It sounds like a great time, Jay. I would love to be a <laughs> diplomatic leader. In a foreign country, especially. Yeah. For our second story... Jay because arts graduates myself included didn't have it hard enough already a proposed merger between publishers may spell trouble for up and coming Canadian authors Jay what's happening in the book world these days we don't talk we don't talk a lot about it
0: we do not but maybe we should the US justice department is suing to block a proposed merger between penguin random house and simon and schuster alleging it would create a behemoth harming authors and consumers this according to the financial post
1: a book Behemoth J. That's what's going on here. The merger would bring together two of the five largest publishers, which together publish 90% of best selling books, reducing competition and, according to the DOJ, cutting author payouts by up to 11%. But
0: the publishers argued they need to merge in order to compete with Amazon's growing market power.
1: And this is why it matters. A successful merger would give these multinational companies even more influence over the publishing industry, most notably over what and who gets published. And Jay, I'm still waiting to hear back from Penguin over my book.
0: (laughs) Well, maybe by the end of this podcast, you'll get it. But if completed, the combined publisher would account for more than 40% of the English language market, according to the Association of Canadian Publishers.
1: It's an autobiography, Jay. I think it's a bit too brief. It's only around 20 pages. It's a pamphlet. Yeah, exactly. It's more of a pamphlet than a a novel. The bottom line is that the DOJ lawsuit could spark interest from Canada's competition regulators who have so far been pretty silent on the issue.
0: Well, you know why they're silent, Brett?
1: Why? They're reading. Wow. That's a good one, Jay. I haven't heard a good dad joke in a while and he really brought the heat today. I really did.
0: And for our last story, Brett, as fully self-driving cars Start to creep up in the rearview mirror, a vital question still needs to be answered. Who is at fault in the event of an accident? A new roadmap, see roadmap, for the rollout of autonomous vehicles in the UK gives us a potential answer.
1: So, this is kind of interesting. It's obviously a big issue. When autonomous vehicles really start getting out there, there's going to be accidents, and it's a question of who's responsible when they get into a crash. And so, what's happening is the UK will deem vehicle manufacturers responsible for the vehicle's action, while driving, meaning the human co-driver, will be free from a liability in a crash.
0: This is a different approach than what U.S. courts have taken in response to a fatal self-driving crashes during Uber and Tesla tests. In both cases, the human drivers were charged, not the companies.
1: Fully self driving cars are not yet commercially viable and should not be confused with assisted driving systems like Tesla's Autopilot or Chevy's Super Cruise. If a driver crashed while using one of those, they would 100% be at fault.
0: The UK's proposed legislation could set a global precedent for how self driving cars are governed and who is assigned to blame in the case of an accident.
1: Now, in Canada, fully self-driving cars are currently road legal in only Ontario and Quebec and only for pilot testing. Now, in 2018, federal regulators released a preliminary document on the future of automated vehicles, but only specified that traffic laws would have to be updated. Yeah, well, surprise, surprise. You got robots (laughs) driving around everywhere. We probably should update the laws. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country.
0: If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review.
1: And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode.
0: Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. And Brett, have a good Tuesday.
1: Yep, you too, Jay.